welcome back to Kind of Cute, and if you're new here, welcome. My name is Bailey Evan, I'm your host, and on Kind of Cute, we discuss articles from the cut and my general pop culture musings. Guys, I watched the Not Okay movie, it just came out on Hulu last week, it stars Zoe Deutsch, Dylan O'Brien, and I love a fluffy Zoe Deutsch rom-com, and I really wanted to see Dylan playing a little bleached hype beast, but I have to say... <laughs> The movie did not really do it for me. It had a very serious message, and in contrast to that, the tone of the movie felt a little bit odd, and my biggest issue out with it, without completely, hopefully, spoiling the plot, is it has strong parallels to Dear Evan Hansen, and I have not seen the play. I went to a screening of the movie because I had free tickets to it. Kinsey and I can both vouch it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Beyond the fact that they made Ben Platt look like an 80-year-old man and he should not have been playing a high school student, that was just one issue of many. I could have looked past that if the movie and the plot and everything about it wasn't so horrendous. The music is kind of fun. So what what Dear Evan Hansen had... Um, not okay lacked you know it wasn't a fun musical moment to be seen and just the storyline that you get in Dear Heaven Hansen that you also get in not okay is so deeply cringed me that we had to break up the watching of this movie into two parts but I do want to comment on a few things in it first of all there are Caroline Calloway cameos and at first I thought it was just going to be a little you know pre-recorded video of Caroline because at one point Zoe Deutsch's character is looking at her phone and it's Caroline talking on the phone no Caroline actually does some legit acting in it multiple lines a whole scene with Caroline Calloway which for nothing else is kind of worth seeing (laughs) then there was at one point where Zoe's character takes out a bottle of wine and it is freaking super blue and if you were all in like trendy wine world lover (laughs) that wine is the wine club that I am subscribed to okay Los Harris wines I get their wine four times a year super loom has by far the cutest bottle it's not my favorite wine of theirs taste wise but the bottle is amazing you'll know it when you see it it's like a rainbow with a wax like a light blue wax it's a really pretty like dark rosé So I felt a little targeted between that, that's been a legit shit on here, freaking Caroline Calloway, then Dylan O'Brien, who I feel like literally I talk on here all the time about as him being one of my celebrity crushes. And then to really seal the deal, you have Miss Honey from Matilda playing Zoe Deutsch's mom, which that was a trip because I don't think I've seen her in anything since Matilda. I'm actually sure that I have. I probably just didn't connect the dots or I'm not remembering but whew, that took me for a ride. Um, so please watch it. Give me your thoughts on it. I also want to touch on the whole celebrities using private jets thing. So you might not have heard about this, but I saw it on TikTok. Kylie Jenner was getting a lot of flack for taking like a three-minute private jet flight because you can track private jets online And people did that and were disgusted that she only took a three-minute flight. Well, after that came out, there was a study on the celebrities that are allegedly using the most, uh, or I'm sorry, emitting the most CO2. And guess who tops the list? It's none other than Miss Taylor Swift herself. 
I guess she's going to see her little Lundy boy too much, hop in the hop in the pond. I don't know, but apparently she's flown 170 times private since January um, with a time in the air of about 16 days. You know, like flying every day. Yeah, so this is the kicker though. This is this is what's interesting. At 3:06 p.m. today, a rep for Taylor responded to this article in TMZ and it says, "Quote: Taylor's jet is loaned out regularly to other individuals. To attribute most or all of these trips to her is blatantly incorrect. There is a lot to unpack here. First of all, who's who's this being loaned out to? Is it her crew? Is it her friends? Is it her family? Second of all, I didn't know Taylor had her own jet. I should have known that, but I, I did not know that. Um, third, well, I think we can fairly attribute these to her. If she is actively loaning out her jet, doesn't that still mean that it's attributable to her? I'm pretty sure if she owns a jet, she could put the kibosh on people using it, right? I don't think people are just strolling in and being like, well, I'm here to take Taylor's jet out today, and she has no idea, right? I just don't see that happening. And if that is happening, then she's sure as hell going to know after all of this came out. And then my other thing with this is it's kind of rare in my eyes for taylor's reps to make official comments on things so i feel like this had to have come from tree pain or if it who's her publicist her longtime publicist or if not taylor probably has like a separate crisis pr team and i just find it fascinating that they chose to respond to this and i think it is kind of in line with you know wanting taylor to seem like she does a lot of good and is very uh left-leaning in her beliefs and again, I love Taylor. And if I had a private jet, girl, I'd be doing the same. I'm not going to lie. I, my my love for the environment, it'd probably go out the door real fast if I could just go jet over to Italy for a day. I hate to say it, but I think I can say it because it's probably not happening for me. So it's sort of like a moot hypothetical. But, you know, I can't blame the girl. You'd spend eight hours on a plane to go over somewhere for a single day and then come back okay kenzie's out here trying to shame me but like maybe i really wanted to go get a cute bag in italy and get that vat tax back and the euro exchange kenzie i don't need your judgment right here i don't need it right here and right now this is a hypothetical situation where i'm rich and famous and have a jet okay i just had to pause it for the environmental queen again it was just a hypothetical yes i'm literally saying it from a time perspective you don't like sitting in the car for three hours, and yet you're going to sit on a plane for eight for a single day? Okay, no. Did I even say that it was going to be a day originally? I'm just saying. You said, you said I'd be doing the same fucking thing. And I'm, we, we, we don't know how long she's going well, we somewhere. We calculated it with 170 times, that would be one a day. But Mackenzie, as we have established, she's loaning it out to other people. So it's not her using it that many times. Period. Jesus. All right, clearly we have to move on from that subject. Uh, okay, I want you all to rewind a minute, though, to when Bailey said, I'd pop over to Italy for a day. And then she forgets that she said a day. It's called hyperbole. Uh-huh. It's called living my fantasy life, okay? Uh-huh. And with that, let's get into our first articles of the day. <laughs> So New York Mag's issue this month is about online dating. It's a huge feature on Tinder because this year in September is the 10-year anniversary of Tinder. 
And the first article I want to discuss is something that I thought I was so clever coming up with. I think I must have talked about this on here at some point forever ago. So my concept was I wanted to put on my dating profiles that I would help men make over their profiles and I would go pick out their clothes for them and I would you know, take their photos. I would help them write the prompts. And I'm not saying I'm great at it, but I just think the bar is so low for men that I'd be able to give them a banging profile. And in the same time, it would be like a cute little little Lizzie McGuire montage moment. And I could get content out of it. I was like, maybe that should be my new, you know, sister podcast moment, like where I go on these little adventures with these men, either like blog about it, TikTok about it, make a podcast about it. Again, I thought I was so cutting edge. And actually, I don't think that concept has been done in the form of social media. But what this article made me realize is that apparently people do this professionally. So it says, a few words from a professional profile pick whisperer by Rhonda Sakala. And since 2013, so literally almost since Tinder has existed, this person called German Marin has helped people take profile pictures. And... He says, most of my clients don't know how to take photos. I love working with them because they're a bit timid. And it explains how when he first started working, most of his clients were females. But today, he says most of them, as in 90 to 95% of his clients are male and range from 24 to 65 years old. Again, this is why I thought this was like a lucrative concept because the girls, the girls don't need that much help. You know, they got it on lockdown. Like maybe back in 2013, they didn't know exactly what they were doing. They needed a little guidance. No, they got it now. They know what they're doing. They're probably bringing the portable light with them out to the clubs. They can get a cute picture in that hot dress they're wearing. They don't need help. So this process has me enamored. He apparently books a call with the client and he tries to get to know them before the photo shoot. And he asks the clients for screenshots of their profile photos to see kind of what they're currently using. And then they book a Zoom to see how they look, how they act. And he says this is when he can really discover like how the person is, if they're shy, if they get nervous. And it's at that time that they talk about clothes and they strategize what they're going to do for the shoot. And he asks them a lot of personal questions. And he says that his favorite question to ask is, tell me about your first crush. And I'm like, this man's digging in deep for the photo. Because I don't, I mean, it's my understanding that he's just taking the photo. I don't think he's like revamping their whole profile. Which, once we get into what he's charging, I'm like, damn. If I was offering this as a service, like, I think I could be making bank. He says, If it's a virtual shoot, I FaceTime them and coach them on how to position their phone, where to look. Then I take the photos from my end. So this man is like virtually taking these photos and he charges $300 to $400 an hour for that. That is more than my lawyer rate. Okay. And like I have a lot of student loans. Um, And I know photographers are expensive, but I know usually with photographers, a lot of what they're charging is because they're taking these photos in raw and they're taking thousands and thousands of photos that they're then having to cull through and edit and the editing process takes so long to convert them from raw. Like I totally get that. Him virtually taking a photo with them on FaceTime and charging $300 to $400 an hour, 
That's a little shocking to me. And then he says his basic in-person package is $650 for one hour. And for that, you get a 30-minute coaching session and around 50 photos with three wardrobe changes and a few backgrounds. I mean, this is what I was going to offer in my service, like all of this. He says that most of his in-person shoots are done in Tribeca or Dumbo. Um, And then for the second in-person package, which costs nine hundred dollars that's a two-hour session with four wardrobe changes so you know you're getting a little bit of a better deal then because then you're only paying 450 dollars an hour uh you get the extra wardrobe change um he doesn't say if that comes with more photos but he does say that he's adding a third package that will include styling because since he takes photos in new york uh, a lot of people tend to wear pure black but in dating photos people apparently allegedly feel more attracted to color And I thought this was uh, an intriguing note. He says that some people really don't want the photos to look professional. So he offers to do half the photo shoot with his cell phone and the other half with his camera, which just to get into drive home, like he's not even taking professional photos the whole time. Um, And apparently a few clients have even said, can you just take all the photos with your phone? I'll pay you the same price. And I totally get that because I think when you, if you're looking at someone's profile and all of their photos look overly posed and professional and modely. It's a little odd because you're like, are you ever just out having fun? Like, are you always just at a weird photo shoot? And like, when do people take solo photo shoots that aren't like their high school grad graduation portraits, which I didn't even do that. And trust me, I, I support that. Like if you're feeling yourself or even if you're not, go take a solo photo shoot all for that. I just don't think in this day and age, a lot of people are doing that, like in the form of hiring a photographer to do that. Am I wrong, Kenzie? Is is like they're the zillennials getting private photographers for one person just to take photos of them, like looking cute? I feel like you would only do that for like graduation. That's what I just said. She's really listening closely. You can tell. Um, so agreeing with <laughs> <laughs> we've had a rough day guys i apologize it's it's just, i know every time i come on here i'm bitching about like my life but i don't know the shit everything needs to get out of retrograde because i continue to just it's, oh it's laughable at this point anyways so the article then asks him about what makes for a good dating profile photo and he says something that looks genuine. If you're looking straight at the camera with a genuine smile, natural and not super posy, those photos will work really well. Okay, but this is the part. This is the part I liked. Like when we get into the statistics of it, the really granular part. He says there's some statistic that shows that if a female is smiling and looking away from the camera, the photo will get more of a reaction, but she has to be showing the left side of her face. For some strange reason, males feel more attracted to the left side. And then for guys, they have to be looking straight at the camera. But I was working with a dating coach in Atlanta and she said it's reversed. Males had to be looking away from the camera and females had to be looking straight at the camera. We almost got into an argument over it. So, I mean, I guess that really doesn't leave us with a concrete answer, but I'm just telling you, if if you're listening to this right now and you would like to hire me for your services, uh, ideally if you live in the West Palm area, but hey, if you're willing to fly me out, this bitch can get good on an iPhone real quick to take some real fire photos of you um, and hype you up and help you with your profile. I'm not guaranteeing it'll get you more dates, but it will probably be better than you holding a fish 
Um, and I realize this is probably not going out to the right audience because you guys are mostly uh, the, you know, what's the saying? The days, the gays, and the... Yes, you are the girls, days, and gays, I believe. But I get that sometimes the girls, days, and gays need help too. So, again, I'm willing to offer my services. They need help far less. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, And while we're at it, I've probably touched on this before, but, you know, just in case you want to tell your male friends, um, okay, so no fish photos, no mere photos, no photos in front of a private jet that is definitely not yours. And if it is, as we've discussed with Taylor Swift... The CO2 emissions are not cute. Um, No pictures of you shirtless unless it's like literally candid and like you're at the beach or something. If you're flexing in the gym at the mirror, that's like that's all the items wrong. Um, I'm sure I have a million more to add, but that's just really what's speaking to me right now is just automatically no. Absolutely not. In the same vein of Tinder online dating, the next article is called We Shared a Brunch Boy. What if 10 of your past dates swapped notes by Caitlin Amenza? And it says, imagine that a group of people you've met on dating apps over the years were to gather in one room, make idle chit chat, then talk to a reporter about you. What would they say? What patterns might be revealed? Jeremy Jacobowitz, a 35-year-old TV producer turned food influencer who runs an Instagram account called brunch boys decided he'd be willing to find out so he estimates that he has met around 50 women from the apps over the past 10 years which that means only like five women a year I mean still way more than I have because I have also had the apps for about 10 years um and I've gone on absolutely zero dates from it so (laughs) kudos to him um and of those women Five agreed to meet him again in New York, and five others opted to weigh in from afar. So one-fifth of the girls that he went on dates with, like, that's not bad. That's, like, pretty good odds that these girls were, like, willing to do this because, I mean, I probably would too because curiosity killed the cat and I couldn't help myself. So to summarize this for you, most of these women were prettily ambivalent about this man. A lot of them noted that he was very tall. Nice enough to not be, like, too memorable or scarring, which in this time and day and age is probably pretty good (laughs) that things fizzled out. Um, But there was a common theme that this man did not ask these women about themselves, like, at all. And apparently would just talk for two hours mainly about himself. And then apparently one girl, he asked her for her opinion about something. That was the one time... Like, he asked her something, and then he used what she had said for his own Instagram content. (laughs) So I'm like, was this man really just going on dates to mine for content for his Instagrams? I mean, it's not a bad idea, as I was just talking about using, you know, Tinder to, um, for my burgeoning career as a profile maker over, but I'm just saying it seems a little sus, because I will say, if I went on a date... If anything, they'd probably leave feeling like it was an interview because I'd be drilling the shit out of them and not in a cute, sexy, fun way, like just interrogating the hell out of them. And so the header for this article is literally a picture of the five women who agreed to meet in person and this man all standing in a line. They look like they're in a lineup for someone to, you know, pick who the criminal is. And it looks so awkward. It looks so 
uncomfy. Uh, and one woman described it as saying, I saw him and I could tell by the blank look on his face he had no clue who I was. She described the photo shoot as just a few really hot girls in a room in silence. Because a lot of the girls like apparently went into it thinking they were going to become buddy-buddy with these girls. And I was hoping for that too. Like, I wish the cut had kind of instigated some conversation between them, made it a little fun, did some icebreakers, but I don't think that was the vibe. I think they wanted them to look awkward for the photo shoot. And um, he said, of course, because he's an oblivious man, said, it was fun for me. Hopefully everyone else enjoyed it. No, no, Jacob, they were not going to feel good about all being in a room with other girls. Oh, I'm sorry. His name's Jeremy. (laughs) Jeremy. So there were a few comments on this article I found entertaining. Uh, One of them pointed out that one of the girls is currently 23 and matched with him in 2017, which would mean that he was 30 at the time and she was 18, which they found quite creepy. And I guess, um, again, in this day and age, we should be at least happy that she was 18. But yeah, not a great look. Not lovely. And then someone said, yeah, the whole thing kind of feels like content fodder. Bet it showed up on his IG dot dot dot. So you know I got my ass over to IG real quick to look. And of course, I mean, I don't blame the guy for posting it. If I had to do this, I'd post it on my Instagram too. But his caption says, my dream of being in New York mag has come true. And of course, it has nothing to do with food, but with dating. One of the more out there things I've ever agreed to do but I just thought it was such a fun and unique opportunity to really look back at my dating history like nobody usually has the ability to want to know what it's like to go out with me <laughs> link in bio no no Jeremy I think I'm good I think I'm pretty good um I actually say he he does look kind of cute like I think he looks kind of cute especially in this photo they did a good job of making him look good and I will annoyingly say that after this he has now you know, I went to his Instagram, so clearly this worked as not only content fodder, but made me realize who this man was. And then shortly after, he showed up on my TikTok. So, like, he wins here, unfortunately. Speaking of perpetually online white men, uh, Dylan O'Brien's character in Not Okay, so he did a interview. It says, Dylan O'Brien confirms blondes do have more fun. This is by Olivia Lupino. And, again, he is... Uh, Zoe Deutsch's love interest in the film. He's the Teen Wolf superstar, love of my life. First up, we have these zingers of a question. She asked, would he be a good internet scammer? And he gave a hard no because the idea of being dishonest unsettles the actor. I mean, that could be total shit, but Dylan does a good job of playing the good boy for, you know, the general public. Which reality show cast would he like to join? And he said Vanderpump Rules or Love Island, which are immaculate answers. But he says he much prefers to consume reality TV than contribute to it. I would love to see Dylan O'Brien do a Love Island or a Vanderpump Rules spoof. Can I also say, while Vanderpump Rules is like my pinnacle of reality TV perfection, especially season one, I don't think there's ever been a reality show better than season one of Vanderpump Rules. I... And I'm ashamed to admit this. I've never seen Love Island. I obviously see references to it all the time. I see clips of it. I have never watched it. And I'm sorry, currently I have no desire to watch the US version. Like, I think I have to start with the UK version. It just seems wrong not to. And I love their little accents and I love the little Essex girls. Um, 
so again, just he gave the right answers and I will be at some point diving into Love Island. I think I've mentioned on here that I've just been intimidated because it has so many episodes. I just feel like I don't know where to dive in. It's part of the reason I still haven't watched any Below Deck. I just feel so behind that like I can't catch up. It's why to this day like I've never watched Game of Thrones. I'm just like it's done. It's I'm too behind and there's too many episodes. Okay and then Olivia asks him in this movie, your character is all about the weed, and Zoe Deutsch's character, Danny, makes a bad decision while she's high. What's the worst decision you've made while under the influence? And he says, I don't think anything too harmful, just a couple of funny tweets maybe that I look back on and I'm just like, oh, this guy's stoned. I think I chose a funny email address one time. It was supposed to be a business email, but it never even ended up being that because I was really stoned and I just thought it was funny to use a certain address. It ended up not being usable in a professional manner. I can't say what it was. I mean, you should say what it was, dude. You never used it unless you secretly are using it. Also, what is with people like having these hilarious things they do when they're high? When I'm high, I melt into my couch or I cry or I literally go to a music festival and feel like I'm like don't want to be touched or spoken to. You mainly just go, okay, I got to go to bed now. Yeah. <laughs> she gets these big eyes and she's like, I got to go. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm definitely not, you know cracking the jokes so then she asks the question she obviously has to ask and that i'm so thankful for says you appear in taylor swift's short film all too well what's your favorite swift song he says oh wow i mean i'm a big 1989 person and i'm love lover as well lover is a go-to karaoke song for me i can't wait for her new album i was bugging her the other day about when it was coming out i guess i could say i'm a lover era i'm just so obsessed with it First off, 1989 is a great choice. I would say 1989 and Fearless are probably up there as my two favorites. There's certain songs I love on Lover, but Lover is not one of them. Would I die, literally melt into the ground and die to see Dylan O'Brien singing Lover at a karaoke club? Yes. Yes, I would. But it's not what I would choose for him. Ironically, I would really like him to sing uh, Style. (laughs) Not only because he played... Uh, Styles Selinski on Teen Wolf, but also because I love the idea of him singing a song that's written about Harry Styles for some reason. Just just makes me feel good inside. But is it just me or is this kind of hinting that she is in fact coming out with an album soon? Because he says, I can't wait for her new album. There's no confirmation that she has an album coming out anytime soon. But this makes it sound like he knows that she does. And bugging her for an exact date of when it's coming out, guys, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but this is not an Easter egg left by Swift. This is an Easter egg left by O'Brien. And I feel like he's a little sloppier in what he does. So I think we may be getting one soon. I don't know. I don't know. I'm feeling it. I think she's going to go back to her fall release time though. So I think we're going to be expecting it more in like September, October, you know? Okay, and then she says, you have bleach blonde hair for not okay. What kind of maintenance went into your look? He says, not much. I only had it for like two weeks and we didn't even have to re-dye it. I swear I just didn't wash it for the week and a half that I shot. I swear men have it so much easier with these hair dyeing things. They will like fry the shit out of women's hair. Like poor Ariana Grande. She had to have that red hair for so long. I mean, she says that's why she had to wear it up in a ponytail because it was just so fried. And all she had was like little nubs left because it had all fallen off and she had to wear extensions. 
from dyeing her hair so long for that Nickelodeon show. Um, and then she says, can you set the record straight? Do blondes have more fun? And he says, yes, I think they do. I think it's true. It was a blast of a month and being blonde makes you feel different. Guys, sometimes I randomly get sad that I'm never going to get to experience life as a blonde because I just know I will never do that to my hair. I know it wouldn't look good on me. And I don't think I would want to spend enough money on a wig that would actually look realistic. Maybe one day I will. Maybe that's part of like my 35th pop star fantasy is a little blonde wig moment. <laughs> because I want to know what it feels like if just for a night, you know. I just want to. I just want to walk through this this world for one day as a blonde. Um, I'd probably have to lighten the brows a little bit. Again, I just know it does not suit me. Like maybe if I had the right tone, it would. I think it would have to be kind of like a very dark blonde, blonde situation. But again, it's a little sad. Speaking of blondes, Martha Stewart is joining the Antisocial Social Club by Danya Asawi. I feel in many ways, like Martha has become the unofficial mascot of this podcast unintentionally because when she is featured in the cut, it is very hard for me to not include her on that week's podcast episode. And Donya writes, Martha Stewart, a national treasure and a longtime perhaps OG influencer, recently announced her latest venture, a collaboration with the Antisocial Social Club, the creme de la creme of hype beasts everywhere. I mean, 100% Dylan's character would have worn this collab in that movie if it had been out yet. And again, said it before, say it again, she is the OG influencer. And this, this story recaps some things about her that made it very clear why I do speak about her. It says that she is on the pulse of what's cool and it seems as rarely afraid to venture into the unexpected. This includes her friendship with Snoop Dogg and their joint cooking show, her kitchen creations unveiled via song with rapper Young Gravy. Y'all, can I just say how obsessed I've been lately with Young Gravy? When I'm feeling sad, I blast that shit. I love all the samplings. I mean, it's so bad. It's so many your mom jokes. It's so much talking about hoes and Hondas and asses. I can't get enough. I love it. <laughs> you can't Mrs. even do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you just got some wrapping from Ken's gravy over there. Uh, and last but not least, this thirst trap of hers from years ago, which lives on forever etched in my mind. And that's famously the one where she's like in the pool and she looks so gorgeous. But then it says... Less upbeat, tragically, six of her peacocks were recently eaten by coyotes and I had no idea and I'm so disturbed and I wish I could have read this article without knowing that because that's so sad. I feel so bad for like all the Californians, like so many people lose pets from coyotes. Like I would 100% have my dogs in those little spiked vests where they look so punk and like so cute, like the little mohawks, the little spikes, like I would make them wear that 24-7 because... I guarantee my fluffy little dogs would be chomped up real quick. They look like little snowballs of fun deliciousness. Okay, back to the collab. She showed pictures of her holding them. Um, and they are, there was a variety. I looked on the site, t-shirts, hoodies. They had pictures of her dangling a lobster and then one of her eating a clam. Um, and the text that was on the photos on her actual Instagram story were two different photos of me, which was shellfish, which that's how I just need to start labeling my photos. Like I'm drinking a espresso martini. It's just like me with an espresso martini. 
But I have to say, I thought she was a, I thought it was an oyster. It is an oyster. No, I look, I don't know why this article says it's a clam. It's definitely an oyster. Um, she's eating the oyster so seductively and I wish I looked half as good when I'm eating an oyster. And while we're on this subject, can we discuss our favorite ways of eating oysters? So this is mine. I either like it grilled with like an herby butter and cheese and oh, that is so delicious, like Acme style. If you're ever in New Orleans, please go there and report back on how good they are. Or I like them raw on a saltine cracker with a little bit of uh, cocktail sauce, decently heavy on the horseradish, maybe a little tiny shake of Tabasco. That is my go-to. That is delicious. Um, A lot of these bougie restaurants these days, they just serve you them raw with the mignonette and they just want you to raw dog them, which I am fine with, but it's not my, it's not my preferred way. You know, like if I had my option, I'm like, give me the fucking saltine. And when they act like they're too good for the saltine, I'm immediately a little turned off. Uh, anyways, I'm sad to report that the merch is all sold out. I would have loved to get the oyster in the black hoodie version. I am in a dark spot as previously mentioned, and I would have shelled out, uh, no pun intended for the $85 that it cost. And again, because we're just really trying to weave a story here, we're tying in the blind this week. It's a heartwarming one, you guys. And it's from none other than Miss Stewart herself, December 3rd, 2020. It says this older permanent A-plus list celebrity has learned how to do filters on her photos and has sent hundreds of photos to her friends over the past few days. It has been really hilarious to see how happy the filters make her. I believe this one 100%. Martha knows she looks good. She knows how cute she looks in a filter. And she's got to show it off to her friends. I also have to say, interesting, because this is from NT, as usual. Take these with a grain of salt. I didn't give a disclaimer this time because this one is so, you know, just innocuous. And I just fully think it's true. But obviously, these are all alleged. Uh, He describes her in a very nice way by calling her a permanent A-plus list celebrity. And I think that just shows the power and the influencer nature of Martha Stewart. Okay, guys, we made it to our legit shit for this week, and it is the brand called Wary Myers. It's spelled W-A-R-Y-M-Y-E-R-S. Of course, it'll be linked in the show notes as usual, and before we get into what it is, I wanted to remind you guys that if you haven't yet, please leave a five-star rating on Spotify for Kinda Cute. Share the podcast with a friend. Maybe follow me at Bailey Evan or at Kinda Cute Podcast on Instagram. Send me a DM. And if you're feeling really generous, there is nothing that makes me happier in the podcasting world than getting a nice written review on Apple Podcasts and a five-star rating. So Elena turned me on to this brand as she does so many of the cool brands I know I know from her. So they make really cool candles and soaps. They're based out of Maine. These are the prettiest soaps I've ever seen. The candle that she got me is the watermelon one. It's so delicious smelling. It literally smells like the freshest, juiciest, like Jolly Rancher, like salty, but like like a more real watermelon scent, if that makes any sense. And again, the branding is so cute. You just feel really decadent leaving them out. And the soaps are just, I can't even describe how pretty these soaps are. You know the ones that you slice and they have like all the little patterns inside, but these ones are just next level. And 
Actually, I have one on a little dish that my friend Anna got me from Jonathan Adler. So I love, I love like showing off my little gifts from my friends. If you come to my house and you look around, all my favorite things like are from my friends and they are displayed. You guys give me the coolest things. Um, and again, I get so much inspiration from you guys. But this brand, Wary Myers, they do a really cool collab actually right now with A24, which is they make all the cool, fun, trendy indie movies. They did Zola. If you recall that one, they do so many movies and their one with them is supposed to look like the TV test card. So I think that'd be such a good gift for like a film buff or someone who's really into A24 films. So just check out their site if you want to give a little look-see. Thank you guys for listening this week. I'm sorry if it was a little unhinged. Um, Again, we're getting through it (laughs) and I'll see you next week. Bye!